Happy Sunday. How you guys doing? Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, just have a busy weekend. Just running around doing a whole bunch of errands. Doing one thing to the next. Um, but I wanted to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast because so much has been happening around the world. And um, just here in the States and everything like that. And I don't usually cover the news. Um, but I also want to stay updated um, and informed with all the information that's going on. And so one of the things that has happened um, in the past couple of days is everybody's so focused on, you know, Donald Trump and him getting indicted and everything like that, that there's another news that's taking place that it's actually gaining steam and um, some people are talking about it, but then there's still a, a few that doesn't really care. Um, and that's kind of the one thing that I kind of want to just touch on a little bit. And the reason why I want to touch on it, because in some way, if everything that I see that's going on, if everything go according to plan on what those guys are planning it will affect us in some way shape and form and right now we we definitely see the change in the markets uh things are getting more expensive and stuff like that and all these countries are talking about you know getting away from the u.s dollars and you know they're pushing the brick system uh, and all these other countries now are signing up for the brick um and a lot of people are saying well you know what is that new currency going to be about? You know, what happened if the if there's no more U.S. dollar? Uh, what happened to the economy? And is there going to be inflation? Uh, are we going to go through a depression? And so we have all this talk, which is a little bit crazy um, because a lot, there's so much uncertainty. But at the same time, too, it's good to stay informed because if you're informed, then a lot of this stuff wouldn't catch you off by surprise. And it's almost the same thing with COVID, you know. While things were unfolding, a lot of people were kind of in the dark about what was going on. And then finally, when the information get to the point where it was out, then it was a, a little bit too late for a lot of people. And we just feel like a lot of the things are, are kind of like pushed underneath the, the, um, the carpet, per se, underneath the shadow. And a lot of people are not informed. In terms of what's going on and so it's good to not really bind to everything that is being basically shoved down her her throat but at the same time too you also want to be wise and staying connected and being alert because in the, in today's day and time there's so much that goes on that sometimes a lot of people say hey I wish I'd known this because what it does help you to make better decision you can plan better if you know what you're up against or what you're in for and i think that's exactly what i'm trying to attempt to do here and outside of cnn msnbc there's a couple other uh news channel that i kind of like tune into from time to time to get my information and this particular um story i'm going to run is uh, this this girl uh, she's really respected in terms of how she present the information and so i'm just gonna have her just talk about it because 
Um, she does the, the research. She's done her homework. And so the information that you're getting, it's like, hey, up to date. Uh, it's information that can be trusted and it's not leaning to one side. You're getting the information based on how it's presented. Uh, so there's no agenda behind what she's talking about. Because sometimes if you don't, if you basically watch Fox, then, you know, they're going to present the information in such a way that they're leaning to one side. And so uh, with that, you know, that information, they, some of it can be true. Some can be lie. Then you turn it to MSNBC and then you also get it pushed to one side. And so therefore, can you get the information without you have to choose side but based on how the information is supposed to be presented and then the the listener then can really make a calculated uh decision and they say okay wow now i got this now i can decide for myself you don't need someone to force you to turn from one side to the next and that's what basically what i'm going to attempt to do so without any further ado i'll go ahead and play this video when you think of a global currency, what is it that comes to your mind? Is it the US dollar? Because it accounts for almost 90% of the forex, about 62% of foreign reserves. It is called the petrodollar. Almost the entire oil trade the world over is done in dollars. The currency accounts for two thirds of the international debt. The US dollar is the global currency and it has been so since 1944. Has the dollar's supremacy ever been challenged by another currency? Well, it has. For the longest time, the euro tried toppling the dollar. It wanted to become the global currency. Then came the euro market crash and the currency's hopes were dashed. As of 20th September 2020, the US dollar continues to dominate the global economic market. But there's a new competitor, the yuan or the renminbi. Hello and welcome to Gravitas Plus. I'm Palki Sharma Upadhyay. Did you know that the growth of the yuan is integral to Xi Jinping's agenda? The Chinese president is trying to kill two birds with one stone. If the yuan topples the US dollar, Xi Jinping gets to paint a mirage of economic reform. He gets to be a hero at home and outside. So the yuan is being honed to topple the US dollar as the global currency. This is where the two currencies stand right now. The yuan makes about 2% of global payments and reserves. When it comes to foreign reserves, the red note is a new entrant. It was only in 2015 that the International Monetary Fund recognized the yuan as a foreign reserve. Five years on, the yuan is still 2.02% of the global reserve. The US dollar, on the other hand, is 61.99%. This is according to the IMF's latest data. The difference, like you can see, is pretty wide. How does China plan to bridge the gap? Like it always does, through bullying. You must have heard about China's Belt and Road Initiative. Did you know that some of the projects are being partly financed in the yuan and local currency? Take a look at what's happening in Africa. South Africa and seven other countries are using the yuan. Reports claim at least 14 countries are using the renminbi as their reserve currency. This includes Angola, Botswana, Burundi, Kenya, Lesotho, Malawi, Mozambique, Namibia, Rwanda, Eswatini, Tanzania, Uganda, Zambia, and Zimbabwe. In 2019, Chinese mouthpiece Shinoa was gloating about it. This is China forcing its currency on Africa. 
it is using investment to pocket poor nations the idea is to counter the dominance of the us dollar in the region you see countries like zimbabwe were using the dollar as their official currency now they're being made to use the yuan too this is only one of the many ways in which the chinese yuan is challenging the us dollar china's biggest weapon is this the digital yuan mark carney once said that only a global digital currency can supersede the dollar and china is trying to develop that very digital currency the plan dates back to 2014 advancing blockchain was mentioned in china's 2016 national economic plan xi jinping told his politburo in october 2019 that china must accelerate the development of blockchain this article was published just 4 days ago it carries a quote from fan yifei this man is the deputy governor of the people's bank of china the pboc Fan says, and I'm quoting, it is unclear whether Chinese business and consumers will welcome the digital yuan, but its acceptance will be mandatory. So just like China forced the yuan on Africa, it would force the digital yuan on its own people. We do not know when this digital currency will be launched. But what we can tell you is that the McDonald's, the Starbucks, and all the other American companies and MNCs doing business in China will have to accept the digital yuan. In this April article China Daily argues a sovereign digital currency provides a functional alternative to the dollar settlement system. At one point it goes on to say US dollar and China sovereign digital may operate side by side or if need be on a mutually exclusive basis. China has it all planned out. How it will systematically overthrow the US dollar and Beijing has been choking this out for quite some time now. In 2009, Brazil, Russia, India and China set up the BRIC partnership. One year later, South Africa joined. The idea was to establish a new world order. On China's agenda was to increase the holdings of yuan bonds in these emerging markets. China lost India's trust. Curtsy the Wuhan virus pandemic, the Ladakh standoff and all the snooping. But Russia China's new old friend is very much game for taking the dollar down. In 2018 Putin said and I quote, "We aren't ditching the dollar, the dollar is ditching us." Putin is actively de-dollarizing Russia. Yes, that is a term. In 2018 the country's central bank sold 100 billion dollars from its reserves. Russia distributed the money between the euro and the yuan. BS 400 deal with India, Russia is accepting the payment in Indian rupees. Russia is also signing energy contracts in the euro. In the first quarter of 2020, the dollar share of trade between Russia and China fell below 50%. This was a first. The US dollar was used only for 46% of the settlement. The euro made up 30%. The rest was in yuan and ruble. Russia is not only helping pull the dollar down, it is also pushing up the yuan. Did you know that Russia has acquired a quarter of the world's renminbi reserves? So here's a question, what's in it for China? Why is it so desperate to topple the dollar? The answer is threefold. Number 1, China gets global economic clout. Number 2, becoming the foreign reserve of choice makes China the financial superpower and number 3, China scores 1 over its staunch enemy, the United States. So where does the yuan stand now? Is it a threat for the dollar? Far from it. Currently the yuan accounts for just 1.85% of the global transactions. In March 2018 it accounted for 1.6% of all transactions. Compare this to the US dollar. Between March 2018 and March 2020 the dollar went up from 39.4% to 44% of all global transactions.
all the numbers aside, the US dollar still evokes trust. The yuan, not so much. Even China knows this. No wonder it is stocking trillions of dollars in foreign reserves. And speaking of trust, the tanking of Huawei is not helping yuan. The UK was second on its list of offshore economies. London accounted for 6.7% of the yuan's inbound and outbound transaction. Now the UK has banned Huawei and China can feel free to calculate how this move will hit the yuan. The 2015-16 devaluation of the yuan made investors nervous. Then again in 2019, the yuan broke the 7 to 1 parity against the dollar. A global currency needs to be stable. It also needs to be transparent. But we know transparency is not a strong suit of China. The world does not know much about the country's monetary policy. Plus, we have China's capital controls. The natural home of a global currency cannot be inaccessible. The Hong Kong market was once seen as an alternative hub to groom the yuan. But the new security law has made the city-state a no-go zone. Did you know that the yuan is the only currency in the IMF basket that is not free-floating? How can it be a global currency and how can we forget the Wuhan virus pandemic? Beijing's virus export has killed the prospects of the yuan. The world is mad at China. It wants to punish China for pulling countries into recession. The last thing it wants is a global currency controlled by the makers of the Wuhan virus pandemic. So China can try to topple the dollar all it wants. It's not happening in a hurry. The yuan is not even the closest competitor of the green bills. The euro is. And so that's basically what this lady is talking about. And I feel like, um, you know, a lot of news um, stations actually kind of cover it. But at the same time, too, a lot of people don't really know exactly what's going on. Because like I mentioned before, a lot of people are kind of like in the shadow with exactly what's happening. And so I just want to have a different approach on it. And like I mentioned before, I don't always cover the news. But again we see a lot of country actually um trying to get on a brick system and before it was just um you know only a few country that she's mentioned and now for the past couple of days a lot more countries actually gotten um on the brick system so they're all shifting away from the u.s dollar so it's pretty interesting but again just want to stay up to date and connected i got one more um a video that I'm actually gonna play which he actually just um, just finishing the entire segment on that particular issue so I just go ahead and play that right now the dollar is facing a revolt the world knows it as the king of currencies but the dominance of the dollar is now under threat more and more countries are looking for alternatives and China's Yuan is emerging as a clear challenger Beijing is pursuing a string of deals. The latest one is with Brazil. Brazil and China are ditching the dollar. From now on, they'll use their own currencies for trade. So China is pushing the yuan. What about the Indian rupee? It's not far behind. The Indian rupee is also emerging as a serious contender. And why are these trends significant? Because currencies drive commerce. The dollar's dominance gives the U.S. an outsized influence on the global economy and a shift away from the dollar will only hurt America. It will also hasten the rebalancing of the global economy. In the next few minutes, we'll look at this trend and where this is going. First, the events in Brazil. Brazil announced the deal yesterday and it did not come out of the blue. 
The agreement had been in the works for a while. A preliminary pact was signed in the month of January. It laid the foundations of the final agreement. And it's a fairly simple deal. Earlier, Brazil and China used the US dollar for trade. Now they will deal in their native currencies. China will use the yuan and Brazil will use the Brazilian reais. How does it help? It will save costs. Look at the official statement from Brazil. This is what it says. The expectation is that this will reduce costs, promote even greater bilateral trade and facilitate investment. China is Brazil's biggest trading partner. Last year, their bilateral trade was worth over $150 billion. So it makes sense for Brazil to ditch the dollar. But what's in it for China? Beijing is on a mission. It wants to internationalize the yuan. It is building a large coalition of partners. These are countries that will use the yuan instead of the US dollar, and Beijing has made considerable progress in this direction. It has secured bilateral pacts with 41 countries so far. The total value of these agreements is more than $500 billion. So the yuan is gaining international acceptance. And the petro yuan is rising. Now, what is the petro yuan? It's not a different currency. Petro yuan is simply using the yuan to settle oil bills, just like the petro dollar. And China is making an aggressive push for this. It is finding takers in oil-producing nations. Russia, for instance, it has embraced the yuan. So have Iran, Venezuela, and some African nations. Now, reports say Saudi Arabia is also considering the switch, the switch from the dollar to the yuan. And this is going to be a very important development. We know that Riyadh has been at odds with Washington and is getting closer to Beijing. But ditching the dollar will be a decisive move. Meanwhile, the Indian rupee is also competing in this race. Last year, India's Reserve Bank made a move. It allowed international trade settlements in the Indian rupee. It's still early days, but India has made progress. Banks in 18 countries have shown interest. They've opened special accounts, and these accounts will help them settle trade payments in the Indian rupee. And these are the countries we're talking about. They're ditching the dollar. They want to use the Indian rupee for trade with India. Earlier this year, Brazil and Argentina floated an idea. They're thinking about a common currency for South America. Halfway across the world, Southeast Asia too is losing patience with the US dollar. In Africa, countries like Kenya are dumping the dollar. They'll use the Kenyan shilling for oil imports. So here's a question. Why is all of this happening now? Why is there a global rebellion against the dollar? Also, how did the dollar become the world's reserve currency? It happened after the Second World War in the year 1944. 44 allied countries met at Bretton Woods in the US. 44 countries came together. They wanted to avoid another financial turmoil, so they created a system, a set of rules that would shape the global economy as we know it today. It led to the creation of the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, also the World Bank. The allies also agreed to a new exchange rate system each country pegged the value of its currency to the US dollar, and that's how the American dollar gained its dominance. The Bretton Woods Conference gave the US immense power to dominate the global economy. It created two financial institutions, the IMF and the World Bank, largely controlled by America. And they're still quite powerful and still led by the US. As for the dollar, it is still widely used, both inside and outside the US. About $1 trillion notes are in circulation outside America. Some 40% of the world's debt is issued in US dollars. 
Nearly 60% of the global currency reserves are in US dollars and close to 90% of all foreign exchange trade involves the US dollar. The world economy is hooked to the dollar, but now it wants to give up this addiction, but it will not happen overnight. The dollar's downfall, though, has begun. And that's kind of like the 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 thing that's happening around the world as I mentioned before and as much as you know all the different news and with Trump and him getting indicted and he's going to jail and all this other stuff you know this is one of the things that's gaining steam and um, you know a lot of people are talking about it and, and again uh, no one knows exactly how this is going to affect um, the economy and, and some people are actually um, you know stating that oh we might have another recession or the Great Depression and all this other talk you know and so I kind of wanted to you know give it a different perspective again you definitely want to stay up to date you want to stay informed about all the different changes that are happening in our world but um, but we also don't want um, you know, being pulled from one side to the next, you know, because there's a lot of blame that's going on. Uh, some people think that the um, COVID actually kind of helped propel us into that particular um, phase that they're trying to get to in terms of the the, the yuan or the huan uh, dollar from China. And what some people are also saying is that because what happened with COVID is that the government prints so much bill and a lot of bills are in circulation and so you know they're coming off the dollar and trying to be more on uh, electronic payment and all that sort of stuff so again um, everything's not finalized there's still a lot of talk going on and no one really knows for sure what's gonna happen uh, we can only hope for the best I mean the last thing we want is uh, for the economy to tank and then we have another recession which it wouldn't it wouldn't be good for nobody you know because now they're thinking like the bank will fail um, a lot of system will just basically go down and nobody want to be in that situation and so everybody's open for the best but again we just also want to stay informed with all the other information that's going on all the different news um, but you know we're so taken up with what's going on with Trump that I just feel like a lot of people aren't really informed with this part of the information that's happening around the world where like i said more and more countries are now getting um connected with this whole brick system and so we'll see what happened you know but i just wanted to take the time out just to uh let you guys know what's happening um again i got a, a couple of different episodes that's coming up featuring um a lot of different guests and um i decided to do a different segment on my podcast um, for the weekend um, portion of it so it's more like you know having a meal and a guest and we'll be able to talk uh, different talk about different things um, you know different discussion whatever the case may be so um, so far so good you know I have a couple people lined up so it's just a matter of getting our schedule together and just make it happen um, again I just want to thank my sponsor thank all my listeners I appreciate you guys and I got so much more that's coming your way and I'll see you guys on the next episode.